All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Go. You bossed me around again, Tim. Go, go, go. Okay. I'm going. Tim, how are you? Welcome to Drop In Gloves. Tim, how are you? That was so bad. (laughs) I was caught off guard. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, This year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv. An unmatched dual threat. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. Welcome, everybody, to Dropping the Gloves. It's Tim and John. We're back again. Tim, how are you? I'm good. I am good. We have not talked in a while. You were uh, off the grid last week in your cabin, right? Yeah, we took the whole family up north. We have a little cabin about 30 minutes north of our house, so we jumped up there for the week, and it was great. You know, we just kind of unplugged, swam a little bit, got the big girls going without their life jackets. That was fun. Just unplugging. It's nice to recharge the batteries a little bit and get ready for the school, get ready for everything that's going to happen coming this fall. So anyways, we're back in town. That's why we only really uh, did one episode last week. I was kind of unplugged and we missed a lot. Yeah, we did. A lot's lot's been happening. It's so funny throughout this whole pandemic thing. I feel like we've had this talk. This is like the third or fourth time where I've had to like do a serious part of the show where it's like, Hey, okay, everybody, we have to touch on this. Like, there's there was the initial coronavirus pandemic then there was the the race violence and the the protesting and the the cops killing it's just it's just it seems like every few weeks or every month it's like another huge issue comes up you know yeah tim do you yeah. know i yeah i watched the news i see so what's he, going on so i i don't know i feel like people look to us a little bit for a comment and 
Here, here's my take. I, I, I applaud what the NHL players did. They didn't just keep playing. They obviously recognized that there is an issue out there and a problem, and they wanted to take some kind of stand. So good on them. You know, they, they stood their ground. They, they had a little conference, and they had a – I don't know what they had. A, a, a press a, conference. A, a yeah. press conference with the players and stuff. And who knows what will come of this. My only thing is here's the deal. People think there's an issue – Rightfully so. I hope something comes of it then. I, I can't stand all the talk. I want some action. If you think there's a problem, let's see some action being taken place. And I've heard some players say that. I've heard some players in the NBA say that. It's like, it's all great to, you know, to, to chant the slogans, to, to put it on your bumper stickers, to this and that. If you think there's an issue, go out and change it. That, that's, all, that's all I want to say. I, I, just, I just get tired of just the constant, everything is so bad, everything is terrible, the country's terrible, this and that, we live in an awful, awful, terrible place, then do something about it. Change it. Change it. Do something. That's, that's the only thing. That's my stance. I'm not, I'm not on either side. I'm going to try to play it right down the middle on this podcast as good as I can right now. But um, do something about it. Like, uh, if, if I see a problem, if, Tim, you see a problem, let's make some changes. You know what I mean? I like so it. So, anyways. I don't know. You can agree with me or not, but I just, LeBron just really drives me nuts. I think that's what, that's what it is at the end of the day. He just gets up there and whines and cries and this and that. I'm like, do something, Bron. Like, like, come on, like just play, play basketball and make some changes. I don't know. He just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. I don't know what it is about LeBron. He really does. I, I don't know. And then a guy like um, Jalen Brown from the Celtics. I like him. You know, he Love gets him. up there and yeah, he's just like a, he, he sees it. And he says, says it as it is. I'm like, good. I like that guy. So, so we were supposed to have uh, Pavelski on last week, right? And that was the day that everything started going down. And then he said, hey, listen, we're, stuff's a little too crazy right now. What, what happened there? So we were about to record. And then, yeah, they. he's like, hold on. We have a meeting with everybody. And he's like, it's going crazy in here right now. And I said, well, let me know. And he's like, I can't do it. Sorry. Like we have a bunch of meetings. He's obviously a veteran guy. So he's in a part of all those meetings. And he, he just let me know we, we got to reschedule. I'm sorry. I can't do this. Like we're, we're canceling. We might not come back. And it's just, it was, he said it was chaotic in there. The players didn't know what to do. They were all kind of meeting in the lobby of the hotel, all four teams. Cause there's only four teams in each hotel right now. And now yeah, they just all had a big meeting all the guys and they had a players only meeting first and they just kind of individually, they just let the coaches know like, Hey, we're not playing. We're going to opt out. And this is, this is what's going to happen. So it was um, a good solidarity. It's always good for the league when the players are on the same page. I think that you see that with hockey basketball, they had a little, a little kind of disagreement there, whether to cancel the season and keep playing. So, you know, you don't want to see the players fight, but I think it's good. The hockey players, they're, they're united. They, they stood behind everybody and they, they just kind of went forward. Now I think they did the right thing. They're playing. We're back in action and here we go. But yeah, we'll get Pavs this week. Hopefully they just had a big win today to go up three, one versus Colorado. And um, it'll be interesting to talk to him. There's a lot to talk about with him. The, the surprise, are they the surprise of the bubble? The Dallas stars. They're up there. They're up. They're up three to one against the Colorado avalanche right now. That's insane. I, yeah. I I wondered whether they could win one game and make it five games, you know? It's it's crazy. I know. Just coming into this, I was spewing the Stanley Cup finals is going to be Colorado versus Vegas next round. 
I had already crowned both of those teams the the Western Conference. Western finals. Conference, yeah. Yeah, I, I, well, I, that's what I was saying. Like, this is going to be the Stanley Cup Finals, and these two team meet because they're just so powerful. And then in the first round, they just work their opponents. Like Colorado walked right through Arizona and Vegas. Well, Vegas is living up to the billing. They're they're yeah. a good team. They're playing yeah. really well. But Vancouver's giving them a run for their money. So, man, Dallas, even today's game, they started out strong. They went up 3 nothing, And then Colorado started to get some momentum. 3-1, to 3-2, to two, the end of the second period. I was like, okay, let's see what this Dallas team is made out of. They came out in this third period, popped in the next two goals to make it 5-2, to two, and the game's over. Like, that kind of response in the playoffs speaks of volumes of your team. If you go into that second intermission – You've lost all the momentum. You have this juggernaut in Colorado breathing down your neck. You need to come out and have a response in the third period. They, boom, it was unbelievable. Like it's, it's really, really, really telling when a team can do that, to kind of shift the momentum, turn the tide, and come back out and just throw it in Colorado's face. But boom, we're back. You know, It's like a fighter when you got, get knocked down. It's like, okay, what do you do? You know, fold up shop and be scared? Are you going to come out and try to knock the guy out? They came out and they threw a big right and they knocked Colorado out. It was great. And that is because they have such a veteran presence in that locker room. Like you can look at their lineup. They've had guys who have won internationally. They've won in the NHL. It's, it's evident that they have guys who don't panic when times get tough. You can just look, even Corey Perry, everyone's like, oh, he's a terrible signing. I kind of laughed at a little bit. He's a talented guy, but he's older. Does he still have it? He's won a Stanley Cup. He's won gold medals. The guy knows how to win. He knows what to do in adverse situations. Joe Pavelski, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan. Like, these guys know what it takes. So, good on Dallas, you know. They're a very entertaining team. I think people slept on their defense a little bit. They thought it was a system defense. They got some stud defensemen on that team. Klingberg is really, really, really good. Like, they're – they're I don't know. We'll talk and about that. Heiskanen's awesome, too. And yeah. How about, how about Kadobin? I mean, Doby. It's insane how well he's playing. And not to mention, he's a UFA this year. He's going to be playing. He's playing for a contract right now. Someone's going to throw silly money at him. I don't think he'll get silly money. He's 34, 35 years old. He's having a really good playoff run. But no one's going to give silly money to a guy who's been a career backup, and he's had a good run. He'll, he'll get a decent job as a backup making $2 million a year. No, 2. a lot 5. of teams are looking for goalies. Someone's going to take a chance on him. He's, look what he's doing right now. He's playing well. Yeah, but it also, he's not just playing well. He took Ben Bishop out of his job. Do you forget our draft? You don't put a lot of money at the goaltending position. And Kudobin is hes making that apparent right now. He is solidifying that idea. This guy is not a high-paid goalie, and he's winning right now. He, he could potentially go to the Western Conference Finals right now. Why would a team turn around and say, oh, we're going to give him $5 million? No, he's not a $5 million goalie. He's a two $2.5 million goalie. That's what he we'll is. See. We'll see. Just, just because he had a good playoff run – Playing behind a team that is very well coached and very good defensively, you 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 don't know Tim, you don't. What if they win though? What if they win the Stanley Cup? I hope they do. He's still not going to get four or five million bucks. Not a chance. Not. A, I bet you. We'll bet breakfast on it. Not a chance. If they make the Western Conference Finals, someone's going to give him four million dollars. If they not a chance. The, if they win the Stanley Cup, not he, a chance. And he's the starting goalie. Someone's going to give him $4 million. 0% chance. He's okay. a 34-year-old goaltender. He's been a career backup. No one's going to spend $4 million on him. No way. No way. We'll see. He's like, he's like the Nick Foles of I was hockey. thinking that, yeah. Because Nick Foles, 
took the Eagles, and now look at Nick Foles. He's been junk. He's been hurt. And he's making, what, 12 million bucks? Speaking of, did you have your fantasy football draft yet? Not yet. Everyone's so still pent up about this coronavirus thing. No one's even gotten it going. And I'm the defending champion. I got to get that going. I got to get that going. Yeah. Real, real. It's more money in the door for you. It's guaranteed, right? It's just a tap in at this point. I'm so good at fantasy football. I feel like I should draft last every year just because I, I just have an advantage just because I'm so good at it. You know what I mean? Who's your number one pick this year? Well, it depends on what draft pick I get. If it, but who's your first overall? It's going to be, oh, man. Well, it's a running backs, right? Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I think yeah. Alvin Kamara is going to have a bounce back year. I, I would take one of those two guys. Saquon. Probably Cafferty. Saquon. I don't know. I think they're going to really key on him. I don't think Dan, everyone's hyping up Daniel Jones. I don't think he's going to have a great year. So well, I, Christian McCaffrey is going to have a stud year. I think Kamara, like I said, all the bounce back here. He lost his handcuff when they traded um, Latavius Murray. I think he's gone now. So I don't know. But then here's my tips for fantasy football. Just relax on wide receivers. There's so many good wide receivers this year. So many. Go heavy on the running backs. There's not a lot of good running backs who can carry the carry the load, so to speak. So get some good running backs with their first two picks. And then if you could sneak in a tight end for your third pick on an elite one, there's only three or four of them, take that guy in the third round if you can. Or late second round. That's just my tips. Tips from John. And then hold off on quarterback unless you can get, uh, what's his name, Jackson from Baltimore. I think he's going yeah. to have an amazing year. Or Josh Allen in Buff- Buffalo. Buffalo, come he's on. They're going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to win the Super Bowl. They're not going to win the division. Who's going to beat them? The Patriots. You stole me breakfast from when you thought the Patriots were going to win the Super Bowl last year. That was a terrible, terrible pick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the other game right now, Islanders are up one nothing early on Philly. They're leading the series two to one right now. They're looking good. A uh, couple quick notes: Philly is. They're both teams are best, and they're dressing their backup goalie. That's uh, Brian Elliott and Thomas. Is it Grice? Grease. Thomas Grice. Yep. Um. Oscar Lindblom, I think, is skating tonight for the for the Flyers. How cool is that? The cancer kid. Oh, that is unbelievable. Wow. That's a bad name, Tim, to call him the cancer kid. But um, good for him. That's crazy. I had no idea he was that close to me being active. I didn't that's either. That's cool. Yeah. That's that's really great. So hopefully that'll give him a little morale boost, getting Brian Elliott in there, the, the veteran. Do you know he was the goalie who I scored my last collegiate goal against? He was, Wisconsin? For, he was playing for Wisconsin. I snuck in, grabbed the puck from the corner, took it out front, and went uh, far side over the pad on him to tie the game 4-4. And the crowd was chanting, John Scott, John Scott. So what is it? It's August 28th right now. Yeah. It's been a few months since you told that story. So that, that's, that sounds about right. Did the fans forget about it? Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. I'll Maybe we have some new year. ones. Yeah. It's such a good goal. I wish I had the video. I'll probably dig it up. But anyways, good for him. Is it... Do you think it's weird or interesting that the teams are addressing their backups at this point? The Islanders just scored to make a one nothing, anyways. Um, no, do you I, think it's interesting teams are not trusting their goalie on back to backs? I don't, especially now with like with, with the with the two day uh, suspension or holdover last week. The schedule is all janky right now. Like for the Bruins example, if the Bruins and, and Lightning goes seven games, which they won't. Game six and seven will be on back-to-back nights, which is just horrible, horrible planning. I don't really understand that. Um, so, no, being with the bubble and a weird schedule, I, I don't think it's that unusual or that really hard to understand why they're doing the, um, the dressing the backups. 
I don't agree with, like, I understand if you have a lead in a series, like if, if you're a team like the lightning now, maybe you don't dress Vasilevsky for this game just to give him an extra day break. I don't understand why the Philadelphia Flyers don't start Carter Hart. I, I don't get it. You're down two to one. If you go down three to one, you're toast. It's it's yeah. really hard to win three games in a row. And if you're the Islanders, you want to put the, you want you want to put the pedal to the metal. You know, you want to drive that nail into the coffin to say this series is over. So, I just think you you finish the series. You you try to play your best players. You know, I don't know. So, anyways, just going back to my point, I think it's bad coaching. I, I feel like these guys they had such a long break they missed 3 months of hockey and now they're they're back to their playing weight you know they're they're in it they're not out of shape anymore they can handle a back to back it's not like they're going 3 and 3 nights i don't know i don't get it especially well, if you're a team who's down 2 to 1 like the flyers well the bruins put halak in in the back to back and he played terribly both games who so. they going to pl- who they going to play the water boy they don't they don't have anybody else yeah. to put in. They don't. They they barely like uh, I don't know. The Bruins look sluggish. They look terrible. Should we t- talk about that game? I guess. You've counted on the restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Trust me, I've done it. My favorite restaurants, they only have a couple tables open. All you got to do is you open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. You don't even have to pay the guy like you used to. Oh, I'm waiting for my tip. No, they leave it at your door. They leave you pick up your food. It's steaming hot. It's delicious. You get to choose your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, even the Cheesecake Factory with their 500-page menu. Many of your local favorite restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. But guess what? Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. That's two burritos. All you have to do is download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's BLUEWIRE. One word for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL with Sunday NFL TV. You can stream every live out of market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and Direct TV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams, the Buffalo Bills, and your favorite players, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday TV is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. So visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. So the Boston Bruins, they were the number one team in the NHL going into the lockdown. They were a shoe-in for the President's Trophy. 
coming out of the pandemic lockdown, they have looked like a different team. They have been slow. They've been disorganized. They've been, this is the most glaring part to me. They've been undisciplined. And I'm not just meaning taking penalties because they have definitely been undisciplined in their penalty taking. They've been undisciplined in their structure. It was glaring to me watching this series how many odd man rushes Boston is giving up. It's unbelievable. They are giving up way, way too many two-on-ones, three-on-twos, breakaways. I don't follow the Bruins as much as you do, but I do have a sense from them just from playing against them for years and knowing the type of team that they are. Is this how they are as a team, giving up these odd man chances, Tim? Or what's going – like, why do you think this is happening as a Bruins expert? Uh, Give us your take. uh, I wouldn't say I'm a Bruins expert, but I I think it's a lot of little things adding up. Right now, they have a couple of injuries to some key guys. They have some lineup juggling that I don't really understand. For example, this kid, Nick Ritchie, you know him? That they got from Anaheim. Oh, my goodness. Is he terrible? Awful. He's so – oh, he's the worst player on the Bruins since Jimmy Hayes, and that's saying a lot. Jimmy was so bad, too. But Nick Ritchie, he's like, he's slow. He makes stupid decisions with the puck. He's always chasing somebody. Um, and he's big. I think that's why he keeps getting the, the ice time and, and even dressing in the first place because he's got a big frame. And I think they don't want to be pushed around, especially by a guy like Pat Maroon. But no one's scared of Nick Ritchie. No one's, no one's doing anything differently because he's on the ice. Um, and he doesn't produce. He's just awful. He's, I don't understand that. Especially when you got some young kids like, Carlson Carson uh, Kuhlman is, is quick is 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 fast he's, he's a good shot Jake Studnicka or Jack Studnicka he's a uh, a young prospect that they drafted in the first round a couple years back finally made his NHL debut this year good two-way player solid upside like why not give us sh- that guy a shot over just Nick Ritchie shouldn't touch the ice he shouldn't wear the and Boston hates him They're, he's got no fans in the city for sure and then he, he laid that brutal hit the other night too the on, five uh, minute major ruins Paquette. all their momentum. Yeah. He is a liability out there. And I, I, uh-huh. I know a liability when I see one, especially in the playoffs. He is a Bruins type of player, though. They love that style. They love the in your face, I'm going to grind you out. But here's the deal. And I noticed this when I was watching them play. They have changed their style of play to kind of keep up with the times where. They don't want to play the hard game anymore, the Bruins, it seems like. They have a big physical team. That is what they – like, they have forwards like DeBrusque, Coyle, Richie, Kosh is even a little bit bigger. They have a big team. If you're a big team and it's the playoffs and you're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, who already have an injured back end, they have some guys who are hurt. McDonough's not playing. You have some guys who haven't played in a while. Colburn's out there. Bogosian's out there. These guys, like um, Shen – these guys haven't played in a long time. When you want to make a defenseman nervous to turn the puck over or to make a bad play, you throw it behind him. You make him go back and get the puck and make a play with it. If you want to make a defenseman's day easy, you try to carry the puck in on the blue line when it's a three-on-three three or a two-on-two. Two. I got tired of watching the Bruins for a period and a half. That's all they did. They tried to make a play at the blue line, carry the puck in, stop up, try to dump it off to the middle, try to do a soft chip behind the defenseman. Every single time, every single time the puck got turned over right when they entered the blue line. The only line who got sustained pressure is the Bergeron, uh, Marchand, and Pasternak line. That's the only line that was remotely dangerous. Every other line, they were just, it's just frustrating. Super frustrating. 
if you want to make a team nervous, if you want to get momentum, if you want to get some confidence, throw the puck in the corner, go and bury them, blow up the defenseman, and make some stuff happen. I, I don't understand why they don't do that. It just it's mind boggling. I think teams they want to play too pretty. They want to do highlight real goals. They want to show how much they've been working on their toe drags in the summer and this and that. And they know how to make saucer passes and backhand flips, and they can pick the puck up on their stick and do all kinds of useless stuff. Put the puck in the corner, blow up the defenseman, throw the puck in front of the net, go low to high, get a shot on net, and create some offense. It drives me b- bananas, absolutely bananas. And then when somebody does it. Tampa Bay has a perfect line that does this. Coleman, Gaudreau, and Yanni Gord. That's all they do. And these people are just blowing smoke up their ass saying, it's such a revelation what these guys are doing. It's so amazing. No, no. They're doing what everybody has done for 100 years. And all of a sudden, the last five years, because everyone's learned how to toe drag, we've changed how the game is to play. So now everybody's like, well, we're going to control the puck. We're, we're going we're gonna to not give up possession. Because because we're so good. We're all Patty Canes out here. That's what everybody thinks. It's like, no, you're not. You can't play that game. Dump the stinking puck in the corner, go and make a hit, and go from there. And everybody thinks the Tampa Bay third line is like just the greatest line ever just because they work hard. It's insane. Like people are just – it's I don't know. I just shake my head. I'm like, why are you still trying to skate the puck over the blue line, Jake DeBrusque? Why are you trying to skate the puck in, Charlie Coyle? Dump it in. You're six foot three. Go bury somebody. Go bury Hedmond. It's unbelievable. Like, that's why the Bruins are losing. They have lost their identity totally. They think they're a run and gun, dipsy doodle team. They're not. They're a grab your lunch pail. Let's go to work and outwork teams. And we have some skill. But we also have guys who know how to get their nose dirty, go to the net, take a take a puck off the face to score a goal. They've completely gone away from their um just who they are as a team. I don't know. Sorry to break it to you, Tim. That's just, it's, it's embarrassing to watch them play. It really is. It's a completely different team than they what, than even what they were in the regular season. It, it is embarrassing. I think you just made a lot of good points there. And one that I would add to that is when you don't have – I wouldn't say don't trust your goalie is a strong term, but we don't have the total faith in your goalie that, that you do with Rast that you don't necessarily have in Halak, especially the way he's played the past couple of games – it changes the way you play, especially as a defenseman, right? We talked about this on the show before. The, the, it changes the choices you make when you when you pinch, when you don't, when you go D to D, when you don't, and those little things. It starts like, you know, it starts to grow in your head a little bit, and all of a sudden you're overthinking. You're not you're not acting, you know, instinctively. You're not trying to make a, an extra play or a special play, and that's when turnovers happen. That's when you know two on ones happen, and that's when mistakes happen, really, and that's when goals get scored against your team. Yeah, I don't know. If if I thought I had a goalie who was not as strong and I wanted to protect him, I wouldn't be turning the puck over at the blue line eight consecutive times in the second period that I counted, or at the end of the first and the start of the second. It was just it was just like what are what are we doing here? We in crazy town. So, anyways, the Bruins are done. They are absolutely toast. They have checked out. You can just look at their face. There's no juice. There's nothing there behind their eyes. They they're not driving to the net. They're not even in the scrums are getting outworked. It's just crazy. Like Bergeron or uh, Pasternak gets into it behind the net and there's five Tampa Bay guys there. And then there, there's a couple Bruins guys just kind of sauntering in. And Pasternak's getting belted in the face by two Tampa Bay guys. So I don't know. He's also not right still. He's still hurt for sure. He doesn't, and he look looks, right. doesn't look right. And Halak didn't play terrible. He let in that one bad goal, but he had some saves that were sure fire goals. 
Like he he robbed Kucherov for the first period on a sheer goal. It just hit his knob. And he did the same thing on Bogosian. Just hit the – there's nothing worse as a player when you have the goalie beat and it hits the knob of his stick because you know he didn't mean to do it. He just got <laughs> yeah. lucky. And it, it hasn't happened to me very often, but it has. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, how, give me a break. Let me bury that. But that happened to Hawk – happened twice to Hawk that game. Twice. So, anyways, I don't know. The Bruins are done. This These playoffs are really – moving forward fairly quick where, where series are getting sorted out. So the Bruins are done. Would you agree? Yeah, I definitely. Do you think the avalanche have a chance at coming back? Uh, yeah, a chance. Yeah. I, but most likely not. Okay. And then I think we're both in agreement that the golden Knights, the, the Canucks are giving it their all They're They're making it competitive, but the Knights are going to close it out. And yes. then the Islanders, if they win this game and they'll be up three to one, and they'll they'll take that game, that yep. series. So we're we're looking at an Islanders Tampa Bay and a Golden Knights Dallas Stars Western <laughs> Conference Finals. If you were to start the season and pick four teams, no one in the whole world would have picked those four teams. I mean, nobody my, in their right mind. A buddy of mine from back home was just texting me today. He's like, "Hey, I'm going back. I'm catching up on some older episodes from a few weeks ago. And you guys are making playoff predictions like a month ago. And I picked the Devils. Every, they're awful." We, we didn't get anything right. The start of the year, I picked the Devils. The, okay. It's it's insane. Well, I think we I picked the Avalanche, the Devils versus the Avalanche. I think that was my pick. But yeah. no, and and I think if you go back and listen to all the experts, all the pundits, all the the so called I know everything's, no one's getting this right. It's it's amazing how this has changed. This this whole pandemic thing put a put a hiccup or a speed bump in everybody's plans. Flyers scored 1-1. One, one. Oh, boy. You, you know that Gary is just pulling for a Vegas-Tampa series, though, right? Why do you He's think Vegas-Tampa? Why? Why did you think that? Yeah. Uh, two best teams left. Two most exciting teams probably left. I mean, I think Tampa winning objectively would it'd be good for hockey. Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman, like, those guys winning a cup would be pretty cool, especially Stamkos. He's... That's that's a big uh, you know ding on on his uh, resume right now is not having a cup to his name if he even comes back. Does that help his resume or hurt his resume if they win the cup and he doesn't play? I think it's a huge stain on his resume. If he doesn't play at all, yeah. And they win it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. imagine that would be the big. Do you? Here's here's a question. If Tampa Bay wins the cup, he'll get a ring. He'll get a day with the cup. Do you go around and flaunt your ring in public, or are you just embarrassed of it? Ah, uh, what does he do with a cup for the day? Does he? Can he say no? Okay, you have I'm to good. take it. He just doesn't touch it. He just goes to his parents' house. There. Yeah, that would be the biggest. Oh man, would that hurt your ego? As the captain of the team, the face of the franchise, your team wins the cup without you, and you've had arguably the best teams on paper the last few years, and you've just blown it in the playoffs and then you are hurt and so you're not playing and then the team just excels without you this has to be a huge mental mental game for him it really does and I don't know him from a hole in the wall I've never talked to him but man this has got to be tough for him to sit there and watch his team just perform and be so good and to play a a good style of hockey that they haven't really done a long time so oh man if you imagine if he comes back and they just tank oh (laughs) It's a no-win for him if he comes back. It's a no-win situation for Stamkos. And I don't even know why he's out. What is he, what's his injury? He's got some kind of like core or 
chest injury or something, something in the middle of his body. Maybe Gary Roberts should have worked him out more in the middle of his body. Body by Gary Roberts. But anyways, if I'm Gary Bettman, speaking of Gary's, I want a Philadelphia Flyers and Vancouver Canucks final. So I think that would be good for hockey. Keep the Canadian crowd involved. Get them invested so you have that Canadian market. And then the Flyers, they're, they're just a solid team. Everybody loves them, some Philadelphia Flyers. It would, just be, it would be a good, good Stanley Cup finals, I think. I think everyone saw Vegas a few years back. They're a good team, but I know Flyers versus Canucks would be a dream matchup for Gary, but yeah, Vegas and Flyers would be also good. Tampa, they don't bring much as far as if, – if I'm Gary, I'm looking at dollars, dollar-dollar bills. I don't think they bring much of an advertising kind of weight or cachet that Philadelphia does. That's, a, that's what I'm saying. Philly's a big market. And they carry yeah. a lot of weight when it comes to money. Plus the, the Canadian city, the only Canadian team left. I'm sure that's a big. Vancouver. Yeah. But like I was thinking, as I said, that Canadians will always watch, you know? Yeah. Regardless, I don't think a Canadian team has been in the Stanley Cup final for how long? Like it's been a long time since the Canadian team has made a Stanley Cup final. So I think they'll watch regardless, but it would be nice. It would be nice. But no, I don't think it'll happen. It'll be Vegas Golden Knights and then, man. Like you said, worst case scenario, the New York, New York Islanders and Dallas Stars. That'd be terrible. <laughs> oh it could happen. It could happen. What else is on the news, Tim? What, what are we talking about today? Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. Um, I'm hoping we can get uh, Pavelski on this week and just hear from him on what's going on inside the bubble and what's going on with these stars. Maybe the next time we have him on, uh, if it's Wednesday or Thursday, they have won the series at that point, which would just blow everyone's mind. Yeah, they play tomorrow. Like like we said, they just are rolling out these games. It was here's. Do you think it was good or bad to have those two days break? Because now they're just rolling out the games. They, they're trying to. The reason they're compressing these games so fast is a. They want to get the players out of the bubble as quick as they can. But b. There is a clock that they need to start the, the season, the 2020-21 season. The longer this takes, the more that affects their scheduling. The more it, this isn't like. Oh, we can stay in here forever. We need to get this season over with so we can start thinking about the next season. They have to do the draft. They have to do free agency. They have to set the schedule. There's a lot of moving parts that are still in the air. So, like, is there going to be a season next year at all? Like, with this stuff and the bubble and all this stuff. So, are we going to have in-person games or what's going to happen? Are we going to do what baseball's doing? You, you still play in your stadium with no fans. So, I don't know, Tim. But that's the reason they're doing these games because they want to get, they want to get this going. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get Pavs on. I, I'm interested to hear. I'm not going to talk about the lock, the shutdown. I think that's. I don't want to talk about that. We'll we'll talk about hockey. We'll talk about what the down. What are the stars eating in there? That's making them kind of so good. <laughs> he's uh yeah. I think that's a good idea. He's spoken about this anyway. Being from Wisconsin, he's already spoken about that. We'll talk hockey with him. I don't want to talk about controversial stuff. It's so like I'm just tired of talking about negative stuff. It's just it's so it weighs on you constantly constantly here in the USA for our Canadian viewers, we just had all the political stuff and there's just, it's just too much. I just like talking about hockey. This is a hockey podcast. Let's keep it to hockey. I agree. We should, get, we should get Reeves on the show too. Imagine if Reeves and Pavelski, we had a double episode before they went to the Western conference final. That'd be nice. Let me do it. I can, I can give Reeves a text if you want. You guys, I, I honestly, when all this stuff happened, I went in my phone. I was going to text him. I was like, you know what? Tim's got his number. I don't. <laughs> I was like, isn't that funny? I don't like texting people. I don't like working my phone that much unless I'm playing spades on my phone. What's your favorite game of cards, Tim? Uh, like, does that include poker? No. 
then I don't really play cards. You don't play like hearts or euchre or spades or cribbage or anything no, like that. I've played hearts a couple times this year with some friends, but no. I you're so, you're so lame. Yeah, I guess so. I never even heard of euchre until I moved out here. Have you ever heard of cribbage? Heard of it? Never played it. My goodness, you need there, you need to wake up. Seriously, <laughs> it's time to wake up, Peter Pan. Come on, can't be a boy forever. You gotta be a man. Let's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you how to play some cards. Sounds That's good. All. If you want to get me over to your house, and I, this goes out to all the fans, just tempt me with the card game, a euchre tournament, a cribbage tournament, anything. I will be there for as long as we're playing cards. I love playing cards. If I go down and take a deuce, I'm playing cards on my phone. I absolutely <laughs> love it. It's my favorite. I, I play online. I play against people. I absolutely love it. I would be embarrassed to kind of go look at my usage on my phone of how much I play cards online. It must be an hour a day. It's how are you looking on the uh, the leaderboards? I'm right up there. I'm, yeah. I'm so... I'm, Listen, I, I'm sound. I, I'm better at spades than I am at hearts. Hearts, I, I'm not as good, but spades, I'm deadly. I'm, I'm very good, very, very good. But they don't do like a ranking from like, you're the first player in all these teams. They just do a cumulative score, so you just get more points if you win a game. So I'm up to like twenty four, twenty five hundred, which is pretty high. I think. Yeah. Who knows? There could be people who have ten thousand. I, I just don't know. There, I'm not in their stratosphere yet. Anyways, everybody, I'm sure you're super bored listening to this. I know I am, but shoot me a DM if you want to play cards and you're in Traverse City. I have, I would love it. I'll bring in like a 12-pack of Labapu Light and we'll have ourselves a good time. We can wear a mask and play cards. Tim can sit there and watch and not know what's going on. You could play your video games, Tim. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been, have you been playing online people lately? I have, yeah. Yep. How's your record going? Because I knew, remember when we talked about this a while back, you were challenging people and you were offering up free swag. Did you stop doing that because you got just beat down too often it was i only did it twice one night i went on to uh both so yeah i no excuses yeah i didn't play that well um <laughs> but i have been playing quite a bit over the last two months yeah i bet i bet how's the dating life <laughs> i think we're just about out of time john it is okay all right that means no not good or else he's got something going when he's not allowed to because you're not allowed to date during the pandemic but tim's Tim's sneaky sometimes. You never know. All right, everybody. Tim, why don't you why don't you sign us off here? All right, everybody. Thank you for Whoa, listening to another so episode loud. of Dropping the Gloves. What? What are you laughing at? You're screaming into the microphone. I got excited. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Cheers, everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at Dropping underscore Gloves for episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time. Did somebody say playoffs? 
The NBA and NHL are playing for the gold, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. The MLB season is pushing into the fall, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return to sports, and remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, they are your online sports book experts.